0: This is 105.9 The Region. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine covering the world of horse racing, is brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Over to your hosts, Jim Lang and Larry Simpson.
1: Good morning, I'm Jim Lang and welcome to Ponies 24-7 the radio magazine. Well, friend of the show Woodbine jockey Imogene Wilson last joined us in May and the provincial government had just announced a three-step plan to open the Ontario racetracks including Woodbine on June 14th but with no spectators. Well, fast forward to today and Woodbine, like other racetracks in the province are now operating with fans and for Imogene Wilson saying that the third bit season for her has been just okay would certainly be an understatement. Currently Imogene sits third overall in the Woodbine jockey standings and she's been winning races at a very healthy 16% win clip. And today, Emma Jane will be taking her show on the road, so to speak. She'll be competing at Keeneland Racetrack while well, she'll be aboard the Roger affield trainee Lady Spitespear in the $500,000 grade one Queen Elizabeth II Challenge Cup at a mile one-eighth on the turf. The Queen Elizabeth is one of the feature events to be held at the current Keeneland Mead, and she will see 10 three-year-old fillies going post, including Emma Jane and Lady Spitespear. Shortly, we'll hear more from Emma Jane as she prepares for today's Keeneland Stakes event. Cool. Also, tonight, the Ontario Sire Stakes season officially comes to a close at Woodbine Mohawk Park with eight divisional superfinals, each with a purse of $225,000 for a total of $1.8 million in purses for these final events. I'm sure that all eyes will be on Race 9, the super final for three-year-old pacing Colts and Geldings, which include a rematch between the $1 million Pepsi North American Cup winner, Desperate Man, and Bulldog Hanover, who was the beaten favorite in the North American Cup shortly, friend of the show, Mark McKeown. Kelvey, Woodbine's manager of communications will join us and help us break down not only this rematch, but also some of the action in the other super superfinals tonight at Woodbine Mohawk Park. And finally, while he's back co-host Larry Simpson will once again try to sniff out some potential betting gyms at Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park and some other North American tracks racing today with our Ponies Picks of the Day sponsored by Rocket Ship Racing. It's going to be a great show. You better get your HBI and Dark Horse accounts ready to go for some heavy duty action today. We come back. My co-host Larry Simpson Simpson will join us as we catch up on some recent racing news, including a look at Woodbine's and tomorrow's grade one $600,000 EP Taylor Stakes, the feature event this week at a Woodbine. I can't wait. Hang on.
0: Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine, brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. More from the track when we come back on 105.9 The Region. Go from Dark Horse to Winner! Dark Horse is
2: Woodbine's new easy-to-use betting app that brings the thrill of the track right to you. Its AI-powered insights and strategies help you make smarter bets straight out of the gate.
0: This is 105.9 The Region. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine covering the world of horse racing, is brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Over to your hosts, Jim Lang and Larry Simpson.
1: Welcome back to Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. I'm Jim Lang, and let me introduce to you my co-host, the expert on all things ponies, Larry Simpson. Good morning, Larry. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. It's a very exciting weekend for horse racing fans around North America and close to home, especially with tomorrow's EP, Taylor Stakes at Woodbine, a race a lot of people are very excited about.
4: Well, it goes for $600,000. It's uh, for uh, fillies and mares, and... Uh, yeah, we've got uh, some great uh, horses uh, in for this, plus uh, some of our own horses that are, uh, you know, on on site. But uh, you've got, uh, you know, Christophe Clement, uh, Chad Brown, uh, Brendan Walsh. Uh, a uh, friend of the show, Josie Carroll's in there, Chad Brown. So it's a who's who, you could say, of uh, you know the training fraternity. I think
1: for horse racing fans, we have a couple of horses in this race from Europe. And that kind of adds a little twist to your handicapping as well.
4: Well, you never, you know, we've had this discussion before with the European horses. Uh, when they ship over and you look at their past performances, uh, their charts, there is none. So so you're guessing? You're guessing. uh, You can kind of, uh, you know, there's, there's what they call time form figures, which equate to what we consider our buyer figures. And there's a formula that I was always taught that how you can take a time form and convert it to a buyer. But that's about all you can do. And really- you can see what the horse has done at the distance and uh, then cross your fingers. Wow. And then we got almost record amount of rain Friday night into Saturday
1: morning. So who knows how wet and sloppy the track's going to be for these horses?
4: Well, that will maybe favor the European horses because to a certain extent, they're used to that. so Very interesting. And also big doings tonight at Woodbine Mohawk Park. The uh, the finals of the Ontario Sire Stakes, uh, the uh, gold finals, what they call the super finals, uh, there's eight races, uh, they're going for about $1.8 million uh, in total, so it's about 250000 a race. Very exciting, it's very exciting for the breeders, uh, the owners, uh, obviously the drivers and the trainers, and uh, I think for the fans too, because you're seeing the best of the best that Ontario has.
1: And speaking of excitement, a lot of excitement going on at Keeneland, a big race today and friend of the show... Thrilled to be joined by friend of the show, friend of horse racing fans everywhere, uh, a great jockey and a great follow on Twitter at Wilson 81 Emma Jane Wilson joining us on Ponies 24-7. Emma Jane, how are you? I'm very well, guys. How are you guys doing? Good, good. A big weekend for you at Keeneland. Uh, tell us about your preparation for this big race and a big weekend of racing uh, for a lot of fans all across the North American racetrack community.
5: I'm very much looking forward to it. It's uh, this this particular Philly lady, Spice Beer, has been um, obviously one of my my favorites for her success, but also just her personality. And uh, Sir Roger Atfield and is is you know a hall of fame trainer, and so it's always good to work with. Uh, you surround yourself with you know champion people, you ha- you end up creating champions. So hopefully we have a, a good a good day today, and I'm looking forward to it.
4: And the Queen Elizabeth is a grade one event. Your horse going into this is undefeated, right?
5: Yeah, she is. um, She's a a little more lightly raced than some of the other horses in there, and uh, so, you know, she's just had one start this year, but... um, She's done everything right in her career. I remember the first time she ran at Woodbine, her—you know—when she broke her maiden, it was like she'd done it a thousand times beforehand. And you know, for a two-year-old, I was absolutely floored with her composure and her just her understanding of—you know—what a horse race was.
1: Well, Emma I'm Jane, impressive would be a good description for you. Your third overall in the Woodbine jockey standings. You're winning at just under a twenty percent clip. You're having a very good season. What do you attribute to that?
5: You know keep my head down and keep riding take it one day one race at a time and uh just stay focused on the tasks at hand um, I've had you know ab- abbreviated seasons over the last say three years wh- whether it was COVID or you know injuries so I'm really happy that although this year's been a little abbreviated to get started it's uh the season's been going extremely well and uh, I, I you know I'm really happy for the sport I've been getting from the locals at home
4: is there anything you haven't accomplished this year except for probably winning today the, the grade one but is, <laughs> is there anything that uh, you still want to accomplish
5: always i mean i'm i'm a jockey i'm competitive i want to win absolutely every single horse race that i'm in and uh, we all know it's a difficult game you can't quite do that 100 percent win clip would be uh, uh you know a little ludicrous you're always looking to win the big races and be around you know the, the good horses so as long as i get a chance to do that as long as you know i'm i'm still in demand and still happy and healthy that's really what i'm focused on so um i i love my home here at woodbine but it's always nice to you know venture out to the 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 racing world i mean i've traveled all over the 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 planet you know riding farm animals you know it's pretty impressive i love i love this game
1: Talking to top jockey, Imogene Wilson. Follow her on Twitter at EJWilson81 here on Pony's 24-7, the radio magazine. You alluded to Roger Affield, a Hall of Famer. For a lot of listeners, I think they'd be curious, what kind of instructions do you get from Roger Affield going into a race like this when you're about to mount Lady Spear? I'm going to
5: find that out a little shortly, actually. So <laughs> <laughs> um, I've been on this filly pretty much every single breeze. She's breezed this season um, and, you know, in, the, in her previous race. So it's just a matter of knowing her. Roger has a tendency just to kind of leave it up to me, but he does have a you know a expectation as to how she runs and, and what she's going to like and what she's not going to like, and then kind of leaves it in my hands. It's nice to have someone that has that confidence in you, um, but also you know good report, good communication, where we're both on the same page, um, no matter what happens.
4: With the COVID restrictions. You know, kind of lifting a little bit in the in the U.S. and then the border and that. Now, can we see you maybe going to the U.S. Uh, in the off season? this year
5: yeah i think it's definitely something i'm going to consider a little more realistic um you know with, with the announcements that have been made recently i mean this trip here was a little more you know detailed than expected you know how to get negative covid test here negative covid tests there proof of vaccination this that and the other so it's, it's added a few more steps i hopefully we're at the tail end of all this and travel seemingly looks like it's getting back to um more feasible not necessarily what we're used to but so definitely feasible.
1: But geez, Emma I mean, I mean there's worse places to spend a winter than Santa Anita or Gulfstream. Like, let's <laughs> face it.
5: <laughs> <laughs> well, that's it, right? So, um, it's definitely been a, a consideration. Um, last year, there was a couple of opportunities that I could have went south, and you know, just like you said, with the COVID restrictions, it was just uh, probably the better decision just to stay close to home. And you know, I'm looking to go elsewhere this winter and and keep riding. So,
1: I just want to ask you quickly. I mean, for a lot of listeners, they they make it. We're probably listening to you thinking it's a 12-month-a-year job, and it is a big job. Do you actually shut it down for, like, a, a period of time to give your mind and body a rest before you ramp back up again?
5: Woodbine is one of the, you know, great uh, locations where we race for, you know, eight months of the season. So, it's you get a bit of a break. It also gives you the opportunity to go elsewhere if you want. It's not like, you know, these, you know, premier meets like Keelan, which is, you know, just a few weeks and, you know, you the jockeys are moving, you know, from circuit to circuit. So I'm lucky in that sense where, I, you know, I'm able to have a family and keep my family, uh, you know, in, in Canada. They have a home and, and I, they're not moving. I'm not moving.
4: Talking Woodbine, Emma-Jane, what's the atmosphere like in the backstretch now? Because I know when you were on the show last, uh, we were still in the lockdown stage and we were getting close to, to opening, but it was under various restrictions and that. So what's it like now, the the atmosphere with the horsemen and, and uh, basically, you know, the uh, feel well of everybody?
5: It's it's going very well. I, I mean, once you got racing, everyone, you know, is it's kind of elated and, you know, there's a sense of relief, but also there's, you know, the, the previous months of, you know, uncertainty and, and bills that are, you know, kind of racking up for owners and whatnot. So there's, you know, I think we've hit, into the stride where this was, you know, as close to a normal season as possible. I mean, the Queens plate at the end of August is still an odd time of year, but, um, Woodbine's done a fantastic job in terms of accommodating and, and, you know, having the fans return according to the government restrictions. Um, we're whole, I th- from what I hear, we're going to be getting to a hundred percent capacity in the, you know, coming weeks. So, um, you know, the, the, the backstretch is, is starting to feel a little more normal. I, I think, um, We'd like to see a, a few more horses in stalls. Um, you know, the horse population is a challenge up here, but I think that goes without saying it's almost everywhere. You look right now, we, you know, we, we would love to have more horses, more entries, bigger fields, you know, more opportunities for everybody.
1: Emma Jane, always a pleasure. You are truly a friend of the show and friend of all in horse racing. Good luck this weekend, and we'll talk soon. All the best.
5: And cheers, gentlemen. Thank you very much for having me.
1: A pleasure. When we come back, Woodbine's Mark McKelvey will join us on Ponies 24 7, the radio magazine, and we'll talk some super finals at Woodbine Mohawk Park tonight. It's going to be huge. Hang on. Ponies 24 7, the radio
0: magazine, brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Follow us on Twitter at 1059 The Region. We'll be right back. one vision. This is 105.9 The Region. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine covering the world of horse racing, is brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Over to your hosts, Jim Lang and Larry Simpson.
1: Welcome back to Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. Well, friend of the show, Mark McKelvey, joining us today is Woodbine Mohawk Park. Host, get this, eight Ontario Cyrus Steak Super Finals tonight with some not-too-shabby purses at stake. Mark, welcome back to the show what's going to be a fantastic night at Woodbine Mohawk Park. Well, thanks for having me,
6: guys, and you're right about that. It's been an incredible last couple of months at Woodbine Mohawk Park, and tonight uh, basically signals the end of the stakes season. We continue to race year-round, but we're going to go out with a bang, like you mentioned, eight championship races to crown the best in our province. And, if uh, history tells us anything on a night like tonight, there's usually some unpredictable results. So I'm really looking forward to
1: it. It has to be the entire harness racing industry in the province must be feeling really good after everything they've had to endure to get to this point with so much money in the line tonight. It's fantastic.
6: There was a time earlier this season where there was quite a bit of uncertainty. So to get the season in and now to be at the end of of the sire stakes campaign, uh, it's been a it's been a good ride, and we've seen a lot of great horses uh, this season here in Ontario and. Following tonight's action, it'll be interesting to see which horses maybe decide to head south of the border for the Breeders' Crown. So this could be a stepping stone for a few of them towards uh, racing in one of the biggest events in harness racing.
4: There's $1.8 million for the purses tonight, and that's split over eight races. Uh, where does that purse money come from? Yeah,
6: that comes from, it's part of the, well, right now, Ontario Racing Uh, oversees the Ontario Sire Stakes Program, and of course, it's all kind of collected together through wagering dollars as well as uh, money that the the industry receives. The Ontario Sire Stakes Program, though, a big part of the funding comes from the wagering, as I mentioned. So we uh, continue to push for the the home market area, which would be here in Ontario, to to continue generating good numbers. And if wagering continues to soar and, and can continue to rise... Uh, you know, that helps a program like the Ontario Fire Stakes, where a good cut of that would go towards the program and continuing to keep the person at the level that they're at, which right now are... of the highest levels uh, across any sire stakes program in North America.
1: Mark, it's just great to hear you say that because the purses have been so solid, it helps the overall financial strength of the harness racing industry. So that really augurs well for carrying over into next year, the next few years.
6: Yeah, it does. And and you look at the recent yearling sales that were conducted here in Ontario and they're still continuing. The money's out there. Uh, People are spending because they know the strength of a program like the Ontario Sire Stakes. So they're definitely, uh, to them, they can put that investment into uh, keeping horses here in Ontario and buying horses that can race in Ontario, knowing that they're going to have an opportunity to race in a program like the Ontario Sire Stakes that doesn't just offer the gold level, uh, like we're seeing tonight with the super finals, but also the grassroots level, which had its championships just a week ago. So there's obviously lots of great racing opportunities out there if you buy it
4: locally. Okay, Mark, let's talk about uh, one of the races tonight, the uh, three-year-old uh, Pacing colt and Gelding Division. Obviously, this is one that a lot of eyes are going to be on because you've got the rematch between Bulldog, Hanover, and Desperate Man, correct? Is uh,
6: what we call the glamour boy division, the three-year-old pacing Colts, and it'll be a fantastic race. It's it's the smallest field overall for any of the eight finals. There's only six in it, but I think that kind of speaks volumes as to the the high-end talent that's been in this group where a few others have maybe been scared away as the year progressed, and we're going to see what I think uh, should just be a great showdown. I think Bulldog Hanover is really looking for a, a bounce back. Uh, surprisingly, he's lost his last two starts, although two back was that North America Cup final. Uh, he wasn't able to get the victory on September 25th. That's for a horse named Powertrain, who's really been turning heads here late in the season. Uh, you know, for a lot of people, they know the name Bulldog Hanover and Desperate Man, of course, with Desperate Man's big win in the Pepsi North America Cup. But but since that NA Cup date back on September 11th, Powertrain really taking uh, the local scene by storm. He won a three-year-old Open on that evening, on September 11th, in just incredible fashion, winning in 148-2 on a night where they weren't going miles like that, and then he came right back and won the next Gold leg. So I think it's uh, three horses right there that certainly stand out. I'm having a tough time picking between the three, and I'm, I'm definitely going to say I hope Desperate Mandel comes up big with a big performance. I expect he will, because uh, he stepped up. He came up big on the right occasion in the Million Dollar Pepsi North America Cup, but you'd uh, like to see the local connections continue to have success with him. It's just a fantastic story, as we've talked about in the past.
4: And he's got some recency, right? He he just raced uh, last week in an overnight event where the other horses have been off uh, a couple of weeks. So that has to help him.
6: It does. I, I think that will help him just getting into that regular routine. These are horses that are used to going almost every single week. And then you get to the end of the grand circuit schedule and there's a little bit of a lull. There's a few gaps. So uh, I think it was a wise move by the connections to get him into an overnight event last week. He paced a huge back half. Did, I mean, 25 and four, I believe was his final quarter. So uh, I think he's certainly sharp and ready for a big effort.
1: Speaking with Mark McKelvey from Woodbine Mohawk Park, you know him on Twitter at Mohawk Mark M, friend of the show, friend to all in Standard Racing, but also some deep ties to junior hockey and hockey in this province. Uh, Things are getting back to normal. How does it feel to get everything back, not just Standard but hockey back to normal for your life as well, for what you do?
6: This has probably been the most normal week that I've had in quite some time, in probably 18 months, getting back not just into the arenas, but at the track as well, like you mentioned. So, uh, getting into that routine of staying busy and, and having uh, two sports that I'm very passionate about on the go has been a lot of fun but I know a lot of people would see it on TV at the NHL level but seeing fans get back to, to enjoying junior hockey and, and seeing it uh, in a building like Owen Sound where I call games on a regular basis um, you know that's uh, the the lifeline of that community is their junior hockey team so it was uh, kind of really great feeling just to see everybody back at it and, and back doing uh, or enjoying something that they love so it's been great and a lot of people kind of have to maybe rediscover what's out there and right now we're still offering four nights a week of racing at woodbine mohawk park and four days a week at woodbine racetrack there's a lot of great racing out there and uh it's a safe environment it has been since we got racing back going so i think a lot of people if you're looking for that entertainment option uh racing is out there and, and it's going at a, a regular basis
4: and Woodbine woodbine mohawk park both are going to have some additional dining options now, I understand, as, as we move forward?
6: Yeah, correct. So, I mean, I think it's been a little bit of a slow process just with uh, some of the uncertainty, but as things continue to ramp up, and of course, now we are back at full capacity, I think we can start to see more of those dining options uh, opening up here in the next coming weeks. Uh, recently, it was announced a, a brand new uh, horseman's lounge at Woodbine Racetrack. It looks fantastic. It's called the Finish Line Bar. Uh, it's that familiar spot on the second floor. So I know for owners, they're really going to enjoy that, and I'm sure they'll bring out plenty of guests to enjoy that as the the season winds down at Woodbine Racetrack. But uh, as we continue at Woodbine Mohawk Park, uh, we have great dining options there as well, including Mohawk Harvest Kitchen, which, uh, you know, interesting, guys, is that as the world's really changed and we've had to go to this reservation system, Open Table has been a a fantastic resource for for a place like Woodbine Mohawk Park because people go on looking for dinner, options and looking maybe to enjoy a night out and they discover a racetrack uh that has a uh, fantastic dining options. so that's kind of the best of both worlds and i think we've been able to kind of open the eyes to a few people that maybe wouldn't have come to the track before just didn't, weren't really familiar with what we uh, put on at woodbine mohawk park
1: good stuff mark have a great evening great night at woodbine mohawk park thanks for joining us as always and we'll talk soon take care my friend
6: Fantastic. Thank you
1: very much. No problem. After the break, Larry Simpson looks at some racing action today around North America, including Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park. So make sure that your HBI accounts and Dark Horse app are ready to work overtime today. Stay with us for Larry's much-anticipated Ponies Picks of the Day, sponsored by Rocketship Racing. Ponies
0: 24-7, the radio magazine, brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocketship Racing. Listen live at 1059theregion.com.
2: the best and safest online betting options get your horsepower at ontario racing.com and experience the excitement ontario racing three breeds one vision
6: It all comes down to the Breeders' Crown on Friday, October 29th, and Saturday, October 30th. This year, the Breeders' Crown, presented by Libfell Cats Breeding Partnership, takes place at the Meadowlands Racetrack, and the $6 million year end series features 12 championship events. Friday night is the top two-year-old trotters and pacers, while Saturday, with a special 12 noon post, there's eight races with four divisions for the best three-year-olds and four for the finest open trotters and pacers. Want to be part of this year's Breeders' Crown experience?
0: Watch and wager on all of the exciting races through your HPI, bet account and Dark Horse app. This is 105.9 The Region. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine covering the world of horse racing, is brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Over to your hosts, Jim Lang and Larry Simpson.
1: Okay, before we wrap up our show, of course, what would Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine, be without a couple of possible betting opportunities and betting gems as Larry gives us his Ponies Picks Today, sponsored by Rocketship Racing. Larry, take it away, my friend.
4: Okay, let's start at uh, Woodbine, Jim. Uh, Race 10 is an allowance event for, at a mile and a sixteenth on the turf for three-year-olds and upward with a purse of $101,200 dollars. Number eight, My Sea Cottage, uh, makes his third start off the layoff. His last start was actually a fifth in the Toronto Cup stakes, and a couple of horses have raced well out of that race. He goes back into an allowance race today. Uh, jockey Rafael Hernandez rides him back today, which is a good sign. Had a decent work since his last start, and of course he gets that great class relief today by going from a stakes race into a uh, an allowance race. So Woodbine, race 10, number eight, My Sea Cottage. Okay, uh, Woodbine Mohawk Park, as we mentioned earlier, is home to the Ontario Sire Stakes Super Finals tonight. Uh, race 12 is not a stakes event, but I think has a good potential play in it. It's a one mile pace for a purse of $16,000 and the number four horse under the Southern Sun. I, I want to hear the announcer call that. Ken. Under the Southern yeah, Sun? Yeah, let's hear Kenny Middleton say that. Mm. But, uh, over the past four starts has had the nine hole, the seven hole, the nine hole and the nine again. So, uh, uh, horse moves inside tonight. Last week from the nine hole under the southern sun, left the gate well, had the lead at the quarter, then had a two hole trip all the way around. But unfortunately, he got in tight throughout the stretch and uh, locked in, and he finished basically a locked in fifth at the finish. So he's he had missed a week of racing also prior to last week. So uh, races tonight for the second uh, time for trainer Ben Ballargeon. And I think uh, he could be the uh, speed again tonight. Hopefully he doesn't get locked in. So Woodbine Mohawk Park, race 12, number four, under the southern sun, who, by the way, is a son of some beach somewhere. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. So, uh, and uh, Keeneland, race seven, is a maiden special weight for uh, three-year-olds and upward at a mile and a sixteenth on the dirt. It's a fillies and mare race. The number seven horse, Berate, I liked this horse when she debuted on September 4th, but I noticed at the time she kind of had a a spotty workout pattern, but somehow she was bet down to three to one, so somebody must have liked her, uh, except more than just myself, (laughs) and uh, (laughs) I didn't put that much money on her, but uh, uh, she had a very terrible start that day, and she had, as I said, she had spotty workouts, she trailed, uh, throughout, and uh, you know, so a lot of money went, uh, went down the drain, you could say. But uh, she's actually worked very well three times since then, uh, stretches out in distance, which uh, her trainer is very good at. And uh, the mile in the 16th race, I think, should just hit her right between the eyes. So uh, let's, uh, th- you know, with the breeding and the second start off the layoff and, and that, let's take a shot at Keeneland, race seven, number seven, be rate. Beautiful and a special load to our good friend Mark at the Fans of Horse Racing. Mark, thank you for your undying
1: support. We are big fans of you as well. Thank you again for joining us for this edition of Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. A reminder, if you'd like to receive a free digital copy of the latest Ponies 24-7 magazine, email Larry Simpson at theponies247 experience at gmail.com. And don't forget about the Ponies 24-7 Lymphoma Canada campaign. Don't horse around with lymphoma. For more information on this, go to the landing page, lymphoma.ca slash ponies. Stick around, 105.9 the region all week and long. The Feed, York Region's only magazine show, the legend and Romer, is up next. I'll be back Monday morning. Thanks for listening. Enjoy the races. We'll talk to you soon. Take care. Ponies
0: 24-7, the radio magazine with Jim Lang and Larry Simpson has been brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Tune in next Saturday morning at 8.30 for more on the world of horse racing. This is 105.9, the region.